Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm here every Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. on KKNW to serve the writer, the speaker, the coach, the the love letter writer, whoever you are out there as you are learning to discover your voice and tell your story. It is my mission to help you continue that, to walk on that journey, on that path, and really, really let your ideas flow. And there's all sorts of things that get between the writer and that printed page that eventually we like to call our book. So today we're really going to focus in on the idea that creativity is your fuel. It is what allows you to be all that you want to be to your audience. So that's what we're going to focus on today. I've got loads of ideas for you, but it is always so much fun for me if you call in, write in, text in, and interact with me. So I would love to know, what are your questions about creativity? What's on your mind? Do you have any blocks? Do you have any uh, wise words about it? Have you stumbled into a new level of creativity? Have you been feeling some failures around your um, your upcoming successes? I know it sounds weird to feel failure around successes, but most people do. Most people put the brakes on right before they launch into the next success. So how are you feeling about all this? What do you want to say? Send me a Facebook message over on my page, and that is Debbie Handrich. It's D-E-B-B-Y. Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. Or over at Coach Debbie on Facebook. Coach Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. And I will get it here. I'll get your question right in the studio. And I will address it on the air. Give you some free coaching. You can be anonymous or you can share with me your name. Sometimes it's great to know what city you're from. If you want to share your age, that always just helps me with my marketing and the needs that you all have. Uh, So I welcome that. Please go ahead and send that in. I already have a great... (laughs) I have a great question from a a previous writer and student about the relationship between hormones and creativity. So I don't claim to be a nutritionist, but thankfully, I know the answer to her question. So we'll be getting to that real soon. And like I said, if you have one, I encourage you to send it now. So this whole idea of creativity, first of all, I want you to think about the, uh, the notion that if you are a new writer, an experienced writer, uh, if you're like a first, second, or third time book writer, which is what I tend to work with a lot, uh, my brand is CoachDebbie.com and Coaching. What I find is that 
About one in five people truly believe that they came into the world creative and the rest of them believe that they had to acquire creativity. Out of those people that think they have to acquire creativity, some of them will admit that they can remember as a really young person that they felt creative. They don't know if they were creative, but they felt it. And they're just curious, could, could that thing that just felt so free and wonderful inside of me, could that have been my creativity? Because if it was, it just hasn't been around for a really long time. Well, I have news for you. We all, all of us, everybody, like every single person, like not just some people, not just your neighbors, all of us have creativity. The question is, do we have the capacity to tap into it and use it and access it when we want it? Some people would say yes. A lot of people put themselves through routine and practice so that when they want to be creative, they can. And I really encourage this. I encourage people to have a practice so that when they want to feel creative, it's there for them. So why is it that if we're all creative, we don't all feel creative? Well, what do you think it is? We're going to go straight to the engineer. We're going to put him on the spot. And we're going to see if he has an answer for us. Hi, Eric. Hey, good afternoon, Debbie. How you doing? I'm doing great. Always love being put on the spot. Good. <laughs> Good. You're such a pro at following through. Do you have any idea what could be a block for someone that wanted to feel creative, but they just don't? Do you mean uh, what the cause of the block would be? Yeah, let's go with that. What (laughs) might be the cause? You know, it seems like there would be a lot of possible causes, um, including just, you know, physical stuff like Uh, being tired, um, not having the energy to put into your creativity uh, could be one, Um, you know, or or if you have an illness, uh, you know, there's lots of things physically, I think, that kind of get in the way of creativity for sure. And then, of course, there's the psychological um, per chance you just don't feel that confident so you think maybe, well, who am I to even be creative to begin with? So if you don't feel that confidence that your expression is worth value, then why are you bothering? Did you all hear that? That was a really good answer. Oh. That was a very good <laughs> answer. You. I was being creative with yeah, my you, response. You are tapped into your creativity. Either that or you knew I was going to talk about this and you studied up. But my guess is you were just being creative and tapping into the deeper voice that wants to speak. That's what creativity is. Mm -hmm. The ability to really tap in. And what gets in the way? Our physical life, our mental life, our relationship to our health, and our lack of routines, all that stuff blocks us. Yep. So we could say that they're man-made. Well, that's true. We could say that the blocks to creativity is man-made, but the gift of creativity is not. Mm -hmm. 
So all we have to do is recognize where are our blocks, and then we go in with our man-made strength, and we remove them. And we, we're kind of at that reset point of how we came into the world. It's just what I believe is a little radio mystic. You don't have to buy it, but I believe it. And I've watched many, many people follow me into the great world of creativity after being lost in the world of blocks. Yeah. Thanks for your answer, Eric. That was really good. Anytime. (laughs) Good. There will be more times for sure. For sure. Don't you guys forget, you can call in and drop in your questions and your comments. You don't even have to have a question. I always love interacting with you. So let's try and think about this. If we're going to remove blocks, what are some of the biggie, biggie, biggie blocks? Well, as a writing coach, I get on the phone a lot with people that say, I want to write a book. And I love hearing that because that's, that's what I do. I help people write their book, especially first, second, and third time authors. I love to get behind people and support them. So keep in mind, often this is someone who has called me on the phone. They've scheduled an appointment in advance. They've had plenty of time to think over what they would like to write about, what they're working on. We have a discussion about it. But then it's time, right? It's time to commit. It's time to move forward and get enrolled in a coaching program. What is the number one block that people have? The number one, the thing that I hear over and over again, the thing that I have researched over and over again, I'll give you a hint, it's not money. I thought it would be. I I thought I was just the anomaly and I had this other thing and I, I went and I did a good bit of research on this. Nope, it's the same thing people tell me. I really wanna write my book, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. Well, they don't have the time right now. And they don't have the time right now because they have a block between their creativity and their free time. And it could even be a boundary because they've been giving away their free time so much, they finally had to put up a boundary and not give away their free time where they didn't want it to go. But it could also be that they're still in the common cycle of giving so much of their time away. And think of all the places we have to give our time to, to our work, to our family, to our, our love, to our health, to our exercise, to our nutrition, to screwing off. I like to dedicate a certain amount of time to screwing off. Um, That's very important to me. And we could also shine a more positive light on it and just call it the time in which we restore. And we allow ourselves to not be on, so to speak. That's very important. So I want to make a clear definition here. Sometimes we have good boundaries around time. Other times we have blocks. So the blocks 
happen when you want to tap into your creativity and you can't because you've built this huge wall. A boundary, on the other hand, is something that you can easily move. It's more like a gate. It's hinged. So you can close it where it's necessary and open where it serves you. And what I really want to encourage you to do is if you're someone that's been wanting to write that book, that blog, that newsletter, even that love letter, that letter to your grandma, that letter of appreciation, or that book, if you are that person and your answer for not writing it is, I don't have the time, I want you right now to think about the ways that you could turn that from possibly being a block into just a boundary. Because if it becomes a boundary, then you will see where you need to keep the boundary in your life and where you need to remove that solid border and allow it to just be a good guideline for you. So let me give you an example. It could be a block. I don't have enough time to write my book. It could be a block if, in fact, you're working 70 hours a week or 60 or 50 or 45, for sure. If, if you're working full-time plus hours, you, you've got a block between you and that essential time and routine to write. And, and you might have it there for a really good reason. Like uh, you, don't, you don't have to do chores if you're too busy. You know, I, I could give in to that. But you might have it there for a not so good reason, which is that uh, if you don't have enough time, then you don't have to confront the difficult people in your life. You know, not the best reason. So what I want you to do is make friends with this idea of I don't have enough time and start to rewrite, I could have time if I made new choices. This is a rewrite. It's not that I don't have enough time. It's that I could have enough time if I made new choices. So let's say you're working 45 hours a week and you know you're doing it to get out of things at home. Are you in the position to go back to normal hours, which are 40 or less? I mean, in, in this part of the world, we call it part-time work, which is around the 20 hours, 25, 17 hours of work. And then we have what we call full-time work. Full-time is a full 37 to 40 hours. Everything beyond that is called overtime. Some people that work a regular 70 hours forget about that. I did. I did. When I was working those hours and I said, no, I don't have enough time to write my book. I only have time to teach my students. It was because I had created this wonderful block. And it went like this. I'm better at teaching students. I don't think I'm as good at writing a book. So I'm not going to have time to write a book so I can do what I'm better at. That serves you for a while. It served me for a while until I wanted to have the time to write the book. And then I had to face it 
and turn that block into just a boundary. Notice that it was on a hinge like a gate and move it out of the way. So that is the number one reason. That is the most popular reason why people can say in one sentence, I want to write a book, comma, but I just don't have the time. It all comes out in one sentence. If that's you, think about it. Are you blocking it or is that just a boundary? I have a lot of other reasons why people block it, what their blocks are, how they face it, how we get around it. Don't forget you can send me a question. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back. I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Lost and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and this is Story You Talk Radio. Today I am talking to all you writers, you teachers, you coaches, you trainers, and I never want to leave out the people writing their love letters because that's the rest of us, right? That's all of us. It's so important in this lifetime to write your love letters to your kids, to your parents, to your grandparents, to your best friends, to your neighbors, to whoever it is that you want to send some sort of loving sentiment. We're all in this together. Today we're talking about creativity is the new fuel, right? What is creativity? Creativity is just basically, according to the most simple definition I could find, It's basically just the use of imagination or an original idea. Original, meaning yours. Yeah, original. Not one you copied. Some people say, well, what if I heard a quote? Isn't that creativity? That's actually inspiration. They're similar. They're very similar. If you heard Wayne Dyer say something and you walked around and thought, gosh, This is having an effect on me. That means you're being inspired. But creativity is when you go into your own heart, your own mind, and you find out what's cooking in there. What wants to come out? What wants to be expressed? That's your creative center. But sometimes 
we want to be creative and we can't figure out why it's not happening for us. And what I have to say about that is we've created blocks. The ones I'm going to talk to you about today is how we block things because of our relationships and our beliefs. And it's, like I said in the last segment, it's often around time. That is a biggie, real biggie. It's often around our relationship and our beliefs of what success looks like and what failure looks like. 12 Steps often tells us that our blocks come from how we relate and believe about outcomes, how things should turn out. And finally, we're going to talk about the idea that the mind talk and the chatter can just get going in there and sabotage you. And when you're sick and tired of your mind doing that to you, you will form blocks and creativity can't make its way through. Sometimes we also, uh, we align with our inabilities. It's not really that we can't totally claim the ability, but we are aligning with an inability to really listen or to really follow through on something, or to really kind of get in the flow of an idea. We're buying into the idea that we have an inability to start again or to even get focused. All of these ideas that I'm skating over the top of are something I teach in my mastermind. It's an eight-week program that helps writers really claim their writing intelligence and their writing energy and their writing creativity and to lift whatever blocks are in the way, but, but to not just take it for granted and think, oh, I'll just think a new thought and bam, I'll be done. You really got to kind of muster through this with a coach and a group and your own exchange of thoughts in a journal. And my program gets you strong so that you are back to being creative again and you are trusting your voice. Because a lot of people that are trusting their voice come back and say, I remember this now. I had this going on when I was young. It's been a long time since I've heard from this trusted voice. Of course it is. You've been really good at building blocks. <laughs> blocks can be, you know, waterproof, thought-proof. They, they can hold anything out that you build up against. So it can be a very long time between knowing you are creative and actually hearing your creative voice. But we build muscles. We build those muscles in my eight-week mastermind program. I'm offering it for a very loving price right now. If you're curious about that, I would love for you to send me a PM and Facebook Messenger. Or since you're listening to this radio show, I will give you my email address. And it is askcoachdebbie, askcoachdebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, at gmail.com. And if you have an old business card, my old email address is working again, which is debbie 
at CoachDebbie.com, D-E-B-B-Y. Unfortunately, I have to build my list again. I lost a lot of stuff. If you don't know why you haven't gotten a reply, that's why. So please write again. I really want to hear from you. And I'm sorry we got disconnected. All right, I'm going to take a question. So this comes from <laughs> this comes from someone very near and dear to me. We did a lot of work together. And she recently not only turned 40, and I remember how tricky that was, but she also had a baby. So her body's changing, her life is changing, her patterns have changed. And her time for writing, well, she just doesn't have the same sort of time. She's not really blocking it, but she asks a really good question here. And forgive me for laughing, but I remember this. I remember this so well. She says, what has happened to me? I have lost everything I know about myself. I turned 40 and had a baby. Is this hormonal? Will my creativity ever come back? <laughs> um, I understand. I I didn't have a baby at 40, but I, I think I did lose my mind. And I think I lost it because I couldn't sleep anymore. Because I felt like I was 16 again, or at least living in the body of a 16-year-old. My body, as I knew it at age 39, left me. And the new one I got at age 40, I wanted to reject. And the best thing I can tell you is that I didn't, I didn't feel creative. I almost felt like, um, I just felt like my life had passed me by. <laughs> I laugh now because I, I, I don't feel that way at all anymore. But I did. I, but the truth was, I thought, what, who am I to be 40 years old and to still have this huge list of things I need to tick off? You know, who am I to be standing here without all these boxes checked? Boy, did that block my creativity. Man, did it keep me up at night. Oh, it, it just kept me in this fluster that I could not get out of. And I formed my man-made block. And one of the things I heard myself saying over and over and over and over again to the faculty I worked with, especially if they asked me to write something, was, I don't have time to write. There is absolutely no time in my life to write. I am dealing with insomnia. I am dealing with something moving through my veins at all times. I'm dealing with hot flashes. I'm, I'm, I'm stripping half down to naked on the bus coming into work because I don't have any control of, of my body temperature anymore. And my thoughts... My thoughts are all about getting caught up on the life that I've wasted. That's where I was. So my dear writer who has asked to be kept anonymous, I certainly hope I didn't say your name by accident, um, you're going through that. <laughs> and you're going to survive that. Your baby is adding to it because your baby wants you at the most obnoxious hours of the day. So you, you might have a little extra going on, but I just want to promise you 
Your creativity is in there, buried in there. It hasn't left you. There's just some real things keeping you attentive to your baby right now. So I think of it as a very appropriate boundary you have going on, even though you might claim that you didn't set that boundary. It kind of got set for you. So what I want to encourage you to do is start to pay attention to when you sneak a moment for yourself. Is it when you're cooking dinner? Is it when you're washing dishes? Is it when you're taking a shower in the morning? When do you sneak away? I I know a lot of moms that sneak away a little time by driving to the grocery store and doing the grocery run and leaving baby with papa so that they can just get the heck out of the house, right? If this is you, I want you to take your smartphone and I want you to find your voice memo. And when you have that moment to yourself, I want you to just start talking. And what you're going to find is that your creative voice is in there. She, she might need a little mm, encouragement. Might not all come out the first recording or the second or the third. But you're going to find somewhere around minute three, you're going to start to hear that voice you know so well. Uh, I wish I could prove to you this technique. I wonder how I could patent it. But I've given this advice over and over again, and people come back and tell me it works for them. It especially works for the person that might be grouped into the dyslexic or ADD or ADHD or uh, obsessive-compulsive or hard-driven category, but it works for the rest of the people too. It just helps you get back to your voice and to have the faith that it hasn't left you It's just covered up. And right now, your voice, my dear, is covered up by real things that really need your attention. But it doesn't mean you can't escape here and there and find that voice and take note of it and save it on your voice memo because the day is coming when you'll be able to spend more time with that voice. I assure you it is. Let's, uh, let's take a look at another block. We've spent a lot of time on the idea of time. Let's take a look at the idea of blocking yourself from success. We do it. <laughs> Doesn't it sound nuts? Blocking yourself from success? Isn't it true that you want success? Why would you block yourself from success? It's kind of like this. Thanks, I needed a glass of water. It's kind of like this. Pretend pretend you were going to go on a date. You hadn't been on a date for a while. And somebody you really liked said, you want to go on a date? And you went, oh, yes, I do. And you said yes to that date. That's kind of, kind of a way you tap into your creativity. You say yes to a surprise. So you say, yes, I want to go on that date. And you go home. And you start getting ready for that date. You go to your closet and you don't have a dress to wear on your date. And you go, well, that's okay. I'll I'll find something else. 
and you don't have anything in your dresser that you like. You say, that's okay. I'll go shopping. I got two hours left. You don't find anything at the store. And you decide, you decide to cancel that date. You decide to cancel that date because having a beautiful, wonderful, perfect outfit is more important to you than actually going on that date and showing up in something you already own that's perfectly fine, but in your mind, it's not. So you talk yourself out of the date and you cancel or the smarter choice, you postpone. Just postpone. You don't have to cancel it. You've been waiting forever for that date. Just postpone. You postpone because you want to have a great dress, have a great outfit, feel divine. Well, I hate to tell you, but you're blocking your creativity. The person that asked you out on the date did not say, I want to go out with you because I know you have a perfect outfit that's going to please me and that's going to make our date all the more better. That date did not say that and you know it. But why did you block the success of a date today? Because it wasn't quite perfect enough without your outfit. Yeah, we block our success because we get into the idea that it would be better if we had more time, a better outfit, something cuter, a new attitude, whatever. We block it. We block the success. You've been waiting for that person to say, would you like to go to dinner? Your first answer was right. You said, yes. Your second answer was wrong. You said, I'll go when I have a better dress. Even though you didn't say that out loud, you know when you said, could we postpone till next week? You know why. You were blocking your success of having it now. Writers do this all the time. They block the success of having it now. Do you want to ask me how I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have my PhD in blocking success. You might not have known you could get a PhD in blocking success, but if you do it enough, you'll have one. You'll have one. And it comes from the school of failure and mistakes. That just popped in my mind there. Yeah, that's where it comes from. We block our success because we think we'll do it better tomorrow. Here's the truth. Who cares if you do it better tomorrow? If it's coming your way right now, if the invitation is here now and you want it, take it. Take it. Because when you say yes, you are turning on the flow of your creativity. The block automatically goes away. Notice that girl that wants to go out on the date doesn't face the block until she goes to her less than perfect closet looking for her more than perfect outfit. So you want to get out of the habit of blocking your success and get into the habit of saying yes when the invitation you want comes along, right? It's the invitation you want. You say yes, and you are in the zone of success, and that creativity starts to flow. Stay in that zone. 
don't let something silly like a blank pad of paper, an imperfect closet, don't let those things block you from what you really want. All right. I hope this is serving you. We have one more break to take. And I want to remind you, if you have a question, it's not too late to write to me on Facebook Messenger. We're going to be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you are just tuning in, I am talking to you today about your creativity. Your creativity is your imagination. It is your original ideas. And it is, if you ask me, it's your birthright. It's your birthright to be creative. But we do these things that get between us. The wonderful writer and teacher of writing, Julia Cameron, says this, the desire to be better than can choke off the simple desire to be. The desire to be better than can choke off the simple desire to be. And that's really focusing in on the idea that one of the big blocks out there is how we compete. How we start to sort of compare ourselves to someone else. But I want to encourage you to think about this. We're not really comparing ourselves to someone else. We're comparing who we think we might be to someone else. We're not comparing our extraordinariness to someone else. We're, we're comparing a mistake we made to someone who's doing well. And so we fail to be able to trust and get into that zone of creativity. We feel like others are doing a better job. And so we buy into the idea of competition. Competition is a huge block to creativity. It can keep you stumped all day, all week, all month, all year, and into the next year. Ask me how I know. It can keep you so, so at war with yourself. Another quote by Julia Cameron that I love, and she speaks about this when she, she divulges how toxic competition is. And she refers to it as, quote, the defensive game that centers outside of ourselves and our sphere of intelligence. When you're writing your book, you are focused on that sphere 
Did I say intelligence? Oh, that's cool. Uh, actually, her word is influence. You're really s- focusing on that sphere of your influence. But since the, the word intelligence sort of Freudian into that, I want to just add that your creativity is your intelligence. So when you're blocking yourself, when you're competing with others, that whole sphere of inspiring someone else, of being an influencer, of tapping into your imagination, it's cut off. It's completely cut off. You're not getting fueled up. Now, we have a really great great question from Linda, who is dealing with this. And I had the fortunate experience to talk with Linda not too long ago about her book, she has a wonderful idea for a book. I cannot wait to, to work more deeply with her. But she writes in and she says this. I find it so odd. Something really important always happens to the people in my life right when I think it's time for me to pick up the pen and write again. They seem to expect that I will bail them out. They don't seem to go to others. They come to me. Why is this? And what can I do about it? All right. So there's a couple things going on here. So Linda wants to get back to her writing. And what she's finding is mysteriously, when she's ready to pick up the pen, when she's just sitting down to do it, the phone rings, the doorbell The email comes, the urgency, all that stuff starts to pile in and she has to go and take care of people and bail them out. I'm really glad you asked this question because our dear friend Julia Cameron expresses this in one word in her book, The Artist's Way. And you know what she calls it? You've heard it before. She calls it crazy making. Oh, my goodness. Crazy making is possibly right, right up there as a tiebreaker with not having enough time and just just feeling competitive. The crazy making of others, if you ask me, it can destroy you. I want to read something to you about crazy making from her book, Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. Uh, My guess is you have heard of The Artist's Way, if not purchased a book of it and and messed it all up with your yellow highlights. It's a beautiful book to help writers. It's, I would go so far to say it is the writing Bible. She is known for the notion of morning pages. And this is the practice of going to your notebook or your journal and committing to writing three pages of just stream of consciousness every morning to get in the habit of really hearing your own voice and trusting it again. So Linda and other people that have crazy makers in your life, this is for you. This is straight out of Julia Cameron's book. She says this, 
Crazy making discounts your reality. No matter how important your deadline, how critical your work trajectory at the moment, crazy makers will violate your needs. They may act as though they hear your boundaries and will respect them for the moment, but in practice, they only act that way. And this is the operative word. Crazy makers are the people who call you at midnight or call you at 6 a.m. saying, I know you asked me not to call you at this time, but... Crazy makers are the people who drop by unexpectedly. Do you know any of those? They drop by unexpectedly to borrow something you can't find and you don't even want to lend it to them. But even better... They call and ask you to locate something they need, and then they fail to pick it up. I know you're on a deadline, they say, but this will only take a minute. And Julia Cameron succinctly reminds us it will only take your minute. And I just want to tell you, your minute turns into your day, and your day turns into your week, turns into your year, Oh, my goodness, don't let it turn into your life where you're just conditioned to answer to crazy makers. Now, I'm going to have to put just a tiny bit of this back on you, Linda, my dear. And I only say this because I went into what I'm just going to call crazy making recovery at one point and realized I was a participant. I was being codependent in the... Oh, the acting out of crazy makers. So what was I doing? I was answering the phone. I was answering the phone when I had told myself this is my hour to write. What else was I doing? I was answering the door when I had told myself that was my hour to write. What else was I doing? I was saying yes to yes, I'll meet you at the airport when I had told myself that was my hour to write. I was saying, yes, I will substitute teacher class when I had told myself that's when I would write. I even said yes to things I didn't want to do because I thought <laughs> somehow the amount of time I gave away would magically double and reappear later. I don't know where I got that thought. But I'm going to tell you, it never happened that way. Never. I never gave away an hour and got two back. I gave away an hour and I lost it. That's how it works. That's codependency and that's how you stay in the negative loop of crazy making. And that's how you postpone getting your writing done. Now, you might be unlike me. I am... I am much more committed to teaching writing than I am producing writing as a, a prolific daily blogger, Insta poster, all of that stuff. My, my highest value, my highest commitment is around teaching those that are invested in the craft. But a close second is writing. So I do understand the dilemma of not getting to it. But I just want to bring it back to the idea that there are blocks 
but there are also boundaries. And crazy makers need to know your boundaries. And the only way they're going to know is if you instill new ones for yourself, like not answering the phone when it's writing time, not answering the doorbell, not driving to the airport, not going out for that impromptu happy hour. Whatever it is, you're going to have to learn to say no because your writing, it just falls away. That time you dedicated goes away and you don't get it back. These blocks we have, they come up because we have the inability at that moment to really listen to our highest self to really follow our guidance, to really get into the flow of our writing, to be willing to start over again and to be focused. This is stuff we talk about, work through, and recover from in my mastermind group. I offer these programs twice a year, sometimes three, and you can find out about them on www.coachdebbie.com. The big message I want to impart today is that whether it's time that's getting in your way, your fear of success, your fear of failure, the way your mind chatters at you, the biggest block of all is going to be your inability to trust yourself. And that really ties into your inability to trust your wisdom, your experiences, even your teachers the ability you saw in yourself long ago, to trust the idea that writing is a process. And when you're writing, you are on a high learning curve to go to that next level of relating to your writing. You have to also trust that your writing is for an audience that exists now. It's not that they'll show up in five years. They're out there now. They're rooting for your book now. It is always a shock to me to find out who my followers are and that they've been following me for years and I just met them that day. It's always surprising. Your followers are out there. And the benefits of removing your blocks are that you're going to have a greater sense of play in your life again. You're going to appreciate that blank canvas that sits in front of you. Some people call it your writing tablet or your journal. You're going to start feeling like you're invited to it. The resistance towards it's going to go down. You're going to know yourself again as one that expresses herself or himself. You're going to feel in tuned more with your true feelings. I'm just giving away all the answers here. You're going to feel like you have returned to a lighter feeling. That heaviness in your day is going to go away. Are you starting to get the idea that this is a recovery program? This mastermind, we go deep into this. And it's because your book is on the line. If you don't have the time to write, if you don't believe in your success, your book will never come to be. You have to get in a community again 
you have to follow someone you trust again, and you have to get back to that original imaginative voice that exists inside of you. It's there, but it's time for you to recover it and to restore it. And I want to invite you, if you're thinking that this could be you, I want to invite you to write to me at www.coachdebbie.com. If you scroll to the bottom of that website, you're going to see an area where you can subscribe to my newsletter or you can click on connect. Just send me a note. Debbie at coachdebbie.com. Ask Debbie. No, ask Coach Debbie. Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com and just tell me. I related to some of that and I think I'm ready to write my book and I'll get you started. I'll get you started with some free tips. You take a look, you see how it feels for you. We'll have a conversation. If you want a recommendation of someone local in your area, I just might know someone. I happen to be in the West Seattle area. My focus here is that you get away from your blocks, that you remove them by seeing that you can, you can see these as boundaries and not blocks. Boundaries, they're just a hinged gate that you open and close. You can make the choice to open it and you are going to feel more and more connected to yourself. You're going to be alleviated of your stress and you're going to start to hear your truth again. And my friends, it's your truth that writes your book. You can't write your book without her. Get aligned again. Let me know how I can help you and I will see you back here next week for more tips and tricks to help you write your book. Namaste, my friends. Mm-hmm.